Welcome to the NS North Podcast. My name is Phil Cascrain, and I'm joined once again by my co-host Dan Byers. How are you, Dan? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. For this episode, we are very excited to have speaker Chris Lishio joining us. How are you, Chris? I am good. That's great. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself now? Sure. Uh, I'm Chris. I run a software company called Super Mega Ultra Groovy Inc. Uh, the Inc. was a recent addition, so I'm kind of proud of that. And um, I am responsible for an app called Capo, which is on iOS and Mac. Uh, it's probably the most well-known app that I do. Um, currently, I'm working on a major update to Fuzz Measure, which is a very strangely named uh, audio and acoustic measurement app that I started um, over 10 years ago, and it's still selling and hope to do something really cool with this new release. So what does Capo do for those people who have not looked it up already on the App Store? Um, Capo is a tool um, for musicians who need to learn music by ear, and that is a really wide definition uh, that could encompass both people who are learning and professionals. Um, I like to talk more about the professional side because um, it, it's kind of, it, it's very well tuned for, for that group of people because those people have been learning music by ear for many, many years. And for them, it's very important to do it in a timely fashion. So sort of the example I, I give all the time, and I've heard this story so many times from customers, uh, you got a guy who's like a session bassist. He gets a phone call from his from a band, and they say, "Hey, our regular bassist is you know sick. Um, we got a show in two nights. Here, I'm uploading a bunch of tracks into the Dropbox. Figure them out and show up at the venue." Um, and so these guys have to learn you know dozens of songs sometimes on just a few days' notice. Wow! And um, they just love how much faster they can do it with capo. Um, they love the quality of the slowing, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a, it's a really powerful tool and it's on your Mac and iOS. Uh, the iOS release was more recent in July and, uh, people are really excited about it. So do you find that the, the, the pro user would be more apt to use the Mac or they're the iPhone? You know, it's mixed. I've, I've, uh, I just came back from NAM, which is a huge um, music products trade show. Um, and I got to meet with a bunch of um, our, quote, capo VIPs who uh, are musicians touring with huge acts like, you know, John Legend and Alicia wow. Keys and so on and so forth. And so, um, like, every time I would get an opportunity to meet one of them, I would I would always ask, you know, do you tend to use the Mac side more or the I iOS side more? And it's it's mixed. Um and some guys go both ways. You know, they, they want the Mac for kind of spending a bit more time with it and, and messing with the chords and cleaning things up and arranging things. Uh, and, you know, they'll pop it over to their iOS device. And then at soundcheck, they'll be, you know, plugging their device right into the PA and saying, OK, guys, you know, this is this is the track we're working on. We're working on it in a different key tonight. Um, they'll muck with everything and work on it till they get it. Oh, and actually, to, to, to back things up just a little, little bit, um, sure. what would you, what's the uh, the impetus for Super Mega Super Mega Ultra Groovy? How, how did you come up with that name? Oh man, I I registered the name and the domain name back in like 1999. Um, I 
It it kind of sort of came from a Simpsons episode, the one where the Simpsons go to Japan and they go on that game show and it's called something like Super Happy Mega Ultra Fun Happy Time or something. Oh, that's the one where that ends up with uh, epileptic seizures because of the TV yes. shows, right? Yes. Yes, that one. Oh, okay. Um so it's kind of related to that. I was I was just trying to come up with like a like a funky name and came up with that and sort of wanted a backronym too. So I, I kind of linked it to the to the word smug. Uh, it's kind of fun to play with the smug software. That's a great name. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I came up with it back in 99 and it, it just stuck. <laughs> so you say that, that, uh, just going forward again. So capo itself, um, you started that just in the last few years, I guess. Um, actually the first version of capo shipped in, I think 2009, I want to say April, 2009. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's the first Mac version. Hmm. And you're the sole owner writer of that app. But you've uh, have you ever have you ever brought in an extra help to I have more recently for for I want to say almost 2 years now. Um I've I've been uh getting the help from a contractor and designer um uh, that have taken quite a quite a load off of me for for helping to keep the the product moving forward when I'm working on more of the um deep dives, if you will. Um, right. One example is last year when I came back from, from NAM, where I actually exhibited last year, um, it became very clear to me that I really needed to go hard on my chord detection algorithm and make sure that the need to correct the chords would be much, um, much less, uh, not there. <laughs> then the, people wouldn't feel the need to, to, to mess with, with the chords as much on the phone. So you, when you mean chord detection, you mean uh, it's going to say on the phone or on the Mac what actual chords to play to get this ex exact note. Uh, correct. It's, it's trying to figure out the, the harmony of the song, if you will, um, using a whole bunch of crazy signal processing stuff. And um, what I had done was um, I come back from the show and I basically, you know, told my contractor like, Hey, um, while you're working through the rest of the to-do list, I'm going to kind of disappear for a while into MATLAB land <laughs> and <laughs> research papers. And I came out a couple, I want to say a month and a bit later with something that just like blew me away. Like I was in the research process. Uh, I had implemented three, four, maybe five approaches to this and I finally wrapped my head around some machine learning stuff, which um, seemed to work. That's fantastic. So you did like a ton of R&D with this. Oh, yeah. So you're filing for Shred, I guess. <laughs> I don't actually. Um, it's one of those things where the expense to like pay somebody to help me set up that right. stuff is almost more than the benefit's going to be. Um, I don't know. I've, I've looked at it a few times with the accountants and they're like, well, you're going to give us this much money and you're going to get this much back. Do you really want to do this? And it's one of those things that you can kind of do later and kind of back claim. And I don't know. I, I haven't gone down that road yet. Um, and each time I've tried to, my accountants kind of slap my wrist and say, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> this is this is when you retire. Yes. Yes. For our non-Canadian listeners, the SRED, that, that, that's the, the research... Uh, tax credits grants that the government allows us to to claim in terms of employee or contractor expenses right something like that yeah yeah what impresses me most in all of that research and development is it actually runs on a phone i have a a, a pretty interesting story about that um i 
I was really excited when I had this thing working. I like wedged it into the Mac product. And, you know, I was one of the lucky people to purchase a new Mac Pro uh, earlier last year. And um, I had written the algorithm, you know, very straightforward. I always start, you know, make code that's readable and understandable so that you can kind of, you know, make it work first. <laughs> um, and I got it working and it would take like minutes and minutes on my Mac Pro. Uh, mind you, single core code, but it's an eight core Mac Pro. So it's no slouch on the single core department. So I... I ran through this and I was like, okay, it's, I just, I'll just, you know, thread it a little bit, do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. And I got it down to running for, I want to say like a second or just sub one second or something like that. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. You know, this is great. Now let's, let's put it on the phone and see, see what trouble we're in. <laughs> and I kid you not, my first run was like nine minutes. <laughs> <gasps> wow. I, I, I actually, I started it running. I'm like, oh man, this is going to take forever. This is going to take forever. But I just, I, I, I had to let it go just to know that at least it would complete without <laughs> crashing and running out of memory. So I, I just left it there. Um, and yeah, it, it finished after nine minutes. Probably cooked an egg on it while you were doing yeah, it. I yeah, I probably could have. It was, oh man, so many problems. Memory bound, um, mm. Actually, spawning way too many threads um, for the phone. I had to I had to clean up a lot of stuff. But then, I I got it down. I think at, on my iPod Touch, which is sort of my baseline crappy phone. Um, that one I think it's at like I want to say thirty to forty seconds now, which is pretty reasonable because uh, we run it without blocking the UI thread. So you can still like play the song and, and mess with things, you know, while you're waiting for it to calculate. Um, but yeah, I, it, that was, that was a long road, man. Nine minutes down to 30 ish seconds. And on the Mac, it's, it's like less than a second now. It's ridiculous. Did do, um, would you have to take advantage of quite a quick, quite a few of the accelerator accelerate, um, framework? I did that pretty early in the process. I have, um, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, alluded it. I, I have this math library that I've been, that I created years and years ago, and it's basically an Objective-C wrapper around much of uh, Accelerate. And I built it um, in the process of porting code basically from MATLAB to Objective-C. And the way MATLAB works is is very sort of vector-based. Like you, you'll have a one-liner like X times Y times Z where one of those things could be a matrix and, you know, two of them a vector and you, you're none the wiser, right? So one liner could turn into, you know, many nested for loops on, on the Mac. So I early on kind of built uh, an Objective-C library to, to sort of make that uh, less of an impedance mismatch. So I could kind of move that more vectory code. So you kind of trade, um, you're trading memory for, for higher throughput and, um, yeah, so when I developed this from from the get-go, I was already sort of smart about Accelerate. So it was actually, even when it took many minutes, it was using Accelerate. It just... The other constraints. Oh, man, it was allocating tons of memory and a lot of temporary stuff. and uh, Yeah, it's it's not an easy problem. I'll, I'll grant you that. But it's, speaking of uh, of this uh, this library that you have on, the, on GitHub... Uh, that that's one example of the things that you do in the community. Do you have any other things that you're doing for the uh, iOS or Mac community? 
Um, you know, it, that's not under active development in the public. It's sort of one of those things that I, I, I keep out there in hopes that, you know, people kind of stumble upon. I have a blog post from forever ago where I talked about math and Objective-C. Um, and I think I point to the library that, in fact, it might even be on Bitbucket or something. I don't know. Um, so I had put that out there and, and it sparked a little bit of discussion at the time. And more recently, Swift came out and I thought... You know, I, I kind of want to play with this uh, Accelerate and DSP and see what I can do and what I can't do. There was sort of a picture of me floating around on the WWDC app where I had like three <laughs> engineers around me. And I was actually... Oh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was, I was was talking to them about, I'm like, I want to do this with VDSP and I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do that. And they're, they're like, oh, I, uh, I'm not sure how you call that and uh, I don't know. <laughs> Also, Swift as a language has promises of being somewhat faster than Objective-C, so there might be something there too. Yeah, I, I actually, more recent, I don't want to derail from this community thing, but more recently I I had tried to do sort of a, a more pure Swifty, um, some math stuff where, you know, I just have arrays of floats and calculate things in them, nothing too complicated. But like, the way it was laid out was really nice because you could do cool things like, you know, vector dot products using map and reduce and, and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. So um, I had this really nice, clean implementation for this thing, um, which was not a very complicated um, algorithm. I mean, it's it's just a bunch of, like I said, dot products and averages and so on and so forth. And when I would run the app in debug mode, it was completely unusable. Like, so, so, so bad. Hmm. But if I ran it in, you know, fully optimized or unchecked mode, then it was like, okay, you know, pretty good. So I, I, at that point, I was like, yeah, this, this Swift stuff's going to be awesome. But for now, I, I cannot write math in Swift. So I ended up opting for kind of a hybrid approach, uh, which is to use my Objective-C library from Swift. So I, I, I sort of added some niceties. Um, I kind of created an extension to my... Objective-C class so that you can do cool things like uh, subscripting and um, map and reduce. And so, like I, I, I have, um, yeah, I make it conform to like collection, collections, sequences, slices, so on and so forth, so that you can do some really funky things where the code under the hood is actually accelerate backed, but you're writing sort of more expressive code uh, in Swift. It's sort of like a compromise, you know? Yeah. It sounds like a really good compromise to make though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope to sort of play around with that idea a little bit more and, and um, you know, share something either in the form of a, a blog post or maybe in a talk sometime in the near future. <laughs> hmm. So when you're not busy researching and writing all sorts of crazy algorithms, what is it that you do outside of your, outside of your computer screen? Um, I'm a man of many uh, hobbies. I'm, I'm one of those people who just loves to get into everything i've i've gone crazy in terms of i've got all kinds of recording equipment i've got all kinds of instruments i play drums i play bass i play guitar i play oh, keys wow. I, i i mind you i mess around in the case of all of those things i used to do music production when i was a kid um so i i've always sort of been hoping for that um magical time when i might have a little bit more extra time to, to play around with that stuff again. But in the meantime, I'm just amassing all the equipment and, you know, playing around with it and filling up your basement. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Filling up my basement. I, um, I, uh, 
I, I get to enjoy it now and then. I also get into, you know, various electronic projects. I've built parts of, like, my guitar rig. I've built pedals and pieces of an amp. And, you know, I've, I've always been into electronics. I actually had to move a soldering iron out of the way to set up this recording microphone. <laughs> um, so... So, yeah, I just, I get into so many different things. Um, uh, just one of those guys that yeah, I can't sit still. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Chris. What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Uh, you can find me online at supermegaultragroovy.com or uh, you can hit the apps directly at capoapp.com or fuzzmeasure.com. Perfect. You can learn more about NS North by visiting our website at nsnorth.ca. Also, be sure to check out the latest news section as we frequently post news and announcements there and on our Twitter feed at NSNorth. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time when, as we will introduce, and you can get to know more about, another great speaker. Dan, how can people get in touch with you? Um, easiest ways on Twitter at underscore Dan Byers, and I'm also available. Send me an email at dan at nsnorth.ca. And I am Philip C on Twitter and at phil at nsnorth.ca. See you soon. <laughs>